Welcome to this edition of the Ed Dad Podcast. I'm your host, Kay McKinney. This is episode number 88 of the podcast. In this edition of the podcast, I'm going to be talking about John Beeline stepping down as head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers in the middle of his first season as the coach after he signed a four-year, $12 million contract to be the head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Before I get into the specifics, has any team in the history of the NBA had a weirder existence than the Cleveland Cavaliers? In the late 80s and early 90s, they had Mark Price and Brad Doherty, and they were this cute little team that competed against Michael Jordan in the playoffs, and he would hit clutch jumpers against them. Then, fast forward to 2003, and LeBron James arrives, and they become legitimate. Then, like most superstars, LeBron James seeks greener pastors and goes to Miami, leaving the Cleveland Cavaliers in the dust, only to return to them four years later. And brings them to four straight appearances in the NBA Finals. And as soon as he leaves for the second time, again, they are disaster. Since LeBron left, they have fired two head coaches. Tyron Lue, the guy who won an NBA Finals with the Cleveland Cavaliers only two short years ago. And John Beeline, a guy who they probably had to overpay to get him to be the head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Who is John Beeline, you ask? If you don't watch college basketball. He was the coach of the Michigan Wolverines. He went to two Final Fours with the Michigan Wolverines, both times losing in the championship game. Let's just say coaching in the NBA did not work out well for John Beeline. It kind, you kind of get the feeling that he was going with this dictator-type quality, like he was going to be Red Auerbach. Well, guess what? In modern NBA, those type of things don't exist. Kevin Love is not going to respect a 67-year-old who has never coached a day in the NBA. It doesn't work work that way anymore. None of the core players on the Cleveland Cavaliers, mainly Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson, did not get along with John Beeline. And that is a problem in today's NBA. The coach has to get along with the star players. Whether or not you think that's a good thing or a bad thing, guess what? John Beeline was never going to work in the NBA under that kind of overall ruling dictatorship that it seems like he wanted. John Beeline can all he wants say he quit this job because he was sick of losing. I don't feel like that is the correct answer. I feel like if Kevin Love had respected him and didn't speak out against him, guess who would still be the head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers? John Beeline. And that shows where the NBA is today. Kevin Love is not a top 10 player in the NBA, but he still has enough star power and a huge financial commitment from the Cleveland Cavaliers that he still has power over who his head coach is. You might say Tristan Thompson is also vastly overpaid. These two men are one of the main reasons why John Beeline is not the head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers right now. Because honestly, I cannot believe that a 67-year-old who took over the Cleveland Cavaliers looked at that roster and said, I have a winning team. But if he could not have seen the losing coming, then he didn't deserve the job. And I think John Beeline is a pretty good coach. But he's not a coach that can survive in today's NBA at all. And really the moment he lost the job and the credibility is when he called his team after losing a game. He called, he said that they played like thugs. That's a term he should not use. I think the thing that's most fascinating about this is that this guy, Don Beeline, went to an organization.
Christian, who has never empowered a coach and has always sided with the players, mainly LeBron James. Yes, there's no LeBron James on that roster, but there is no evidence that the Cleveland Cavaliers were ever going to back a powerful, dictator-like NBA head coach. This is a team that fired Mike Brown twice, fired David Blatt after his first year and losing in the NBA Finals, fired him mid-season. They're just coming off firing Tyron Lue. They fired Byron Scott. Yeah, he's a bad head coach. That's a guy who deserved to be fired. But mostly, they fired three guys who you could argue are some of the best coaches in the NBA. David Blatt, for whatever it's worth, maybe it didn't work with LeBron, that's why he's gone. I don't really know if David Blatt's a good head coach. But Tyron Lue came off in NBA Finals and you lost LeBron and you had a chance to empower a head coach in Tyron Lue and you didn't. So for John Beeline to look at that and say, this is my opportunity to finally become an NBA head coach, he obviously did it for the money and he thought the gravitas of his success in college would lead to him having power in the NBA and these players just don't care at all. Tristan Thompson, Kevin Love, even a young player like Colin Sexton do not care that you went to the Final Four twice. You have no gravitas in the room when it comes to the NBA. John Beeline is by far not the first coach to have success in college and for it to not work out in the NBA. You have Rick Pitino who had two stints with NBA teams. John Calipari with the Nets went terribly wrong. These guys has, don't adjust. The guys that do are Brad Stevens and Billy Donovan. They're the exceptions. They're not the rule. There's a reason why Coach K and Jim Beheim have never made the jump to the NBA because I think they realize they don't have the same gravitas in the room in the NBA that they have in college. They have gotten to a point in their college careers where they are thought of as almost immortals. Like Coach K has won, what, five championships? Jim Beheim has one championship with Syracuse, and again, he's up there with the immortals of the world because that's the power that you have as a college coach. That's why Nick Saban's not so great in the NFL, but with Alabama, he's the dominant presence. He beat $12 million with so much money that John Beeline had to make that jump to try to prove to himself that he could, in fact, coach in the NBA. But, make no mistake, it was not a risk that worked out for the 67-year-old John Beeline who could have coached the Michigan Wolverines for another 10 to 15 years with a stable job and he would never be questioned. Think of how early on in the NBA season Kevin Love was criticizing John Beeline just by his actions in the game. Like John Beeline is not used to being questioned. He is used to being the dictator like and head coach of a basketball team and Kevin Love right off the bat is like no man. I'm the star player. This is the NBA. We don't care about your final four appearances. This is go time. I want out of Cleveland. I don't want you as my head coach. And guess what? John Beeline couldn't take the heat because of course he couldn't. He's not used to that kind of pressure at all. So while of course he couldn't get used to the losing, you know what else he couldn't get used to? Not being respected in the room. And he could probably see the situation isn't going to get any better because they just traded for Andre Drummond, another guy who the Cleveland Cavaliers might be forced to give a max contract to just because, guess what? They traded for him and they might as well give him the max. 
Because if they don't give Andre Drummond the max and at least keep him for next season, there was zero point to that trade. And again, it's evidence of the Cleveland Cavaliers have no idea what they are doing. They have no idea how to run a basketball team that doesn't have the greatest player on planet Earth on it in LeBron James. John Beeline was put in a situation where his three best players are all big men who want nothing to do with the Cleveland Cavaliers in Kevin Love in Andre Drummond and in Tristan Thompson. And John Beeline is not used to coaching players who don't want to be there and don't respect him. Things were not so great for Brad Stevens when he first got to Boston, but he had a young core roster who respected him. The Celtics did a brilliant job of keeping star players away from Brad Stevens. They even traded Rajon Rondo when he started to act like a star player. The Cleveland Cavaliers kept putting star obnoxious star players in front of John Beeline in three guys who don't want to be Cleveland Cavaliers. Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson, and Andre Drummond. They should have got rid of at least two of those three names or I think John Beeline would still be the head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers. For him to walk into a situation that had three disgruntled stars from the beginning was the biggest mistake the Cleveland Cavaliers had. They had two disgruntled stars and then they were like, ooh, let's add a third one. And John Beeline looked around the room and said, wow, I probably really want out of this situation because it's not going to get any better from here. And they have this young point guard that we never talk about. Colin Sexton is averaging 19 point game this season. See what you have out of Colin Sexton. I know he's not good enough to be the best player on your team, but you need a positive young player on that roster instead of, again, these disgruntled stars that don't want to be on your roster. There's this weird in between the Cleveland Cavaliers are in where they do have young players but then again they have those disgruntled stars that don't want to be there that are overpaid Uh, again is Tristan Thompson going to get bought out we have no idea how that situation is going to play out he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year anyway Kevin Love has two more seasons on his contract after this one again the Andre Drummond situation if you're not going to sign him what's the point again maybe they need Andre Drummond you pair Drummond with Sexton you see what you got You've got to go in a positive direction because every time LeBron James leaves this franchise, they turn into shambles. Second time LeBron left, they did exactly what the Miami Heat did. So the Miami Heat were like, we're going to keep Dwayne Wade and we're going to sign Chris Bosh to this mega deal. That's what the Cleveland Cavaliers did with Kevin Love. They were like, ooh, we lost out on LeBron. We're keeping Kevin Love. That was the big mistake. They should have just hit the reset button from the get-go because they were in this weird in-between of trying to compete and trying to satisfy Kevin Love and keep him on the Cleveland Cavaliers. We all knew the minute that Kevin Love contract was signed that within two days, Kevin Love was not going to want to be a member of the Cleveland Cavaliers because they weren't going to win basketball games because it was going to be like it was for Kevin Love in Minnesota. He would put up some decent stats, but they would be a terrible basketball team. Now I've got to talk about Dan Gilbert, who is the luckiest owner in the history of professional sports. He has gotten LeBron James to the Cleveland Cavaliers twice. Twice he has been the owner of a team that had LeBron James. Other than having LeBron James, he has done nothing to make the Cleveland Cavaliers a competitive basketball team. He is the exact same owner as James Dolan, except he has LeBron James. He has never had stability when it comes to executives and coaches. Like the Knicks, he's continually given the number one 
overall pick in the NBA draft. Yet, Kyrie Irving's not there. You traded him away. Anthony Bennett was a bust. You traded Andrew Wiggins for Kevin Love. Again, that was a good move. You became a competitive team because that's what LeBron James wanted. But other than LeBron James, none of your other number one overall picks have stayed with you long term whatsoever. You have no long term stability in your organization without LeBron James. And you are without him. Again, with Dan Gilbert as the owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers, they have been to five NBA Finals. But yet, they have a carousel of head coaches in Mike Brown, in Tyron Lue, in John Beeline, in Byron Scott. The list goes on and on and on of who they keep going through this coaching carousel. And again, the same thing comes with executives. They've had Danny Ferry. They've had David Griffin, who, by the way, is on the Pelicans and has Zion Williamson and is on the way up. So you could have still had David Griffin if you had paid him a formidable salary to remain your top executive. Again, David Griffin is one of the best general managers slash basketball executives in the game. You continually not empower those people. I mean, I think the closest comparison you can make to the history of the Cleveland Cavaliers is that of the Chicago Bulls. Like, what have the Chicago Bulls won without Michael Jordan? Yes, they've had Derrick Rose. Yes, they've had Joe Kim Noah, Carlos Boozer, I mean, whatever. They've had some nice little runs and some nice little teams, but they have never shown that they can be a real contending team without their star player. Like the shadow of Michael Jordan is still around every single thing that they do. And that goes for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Without LeBron James, what are the Cleveland Cavaliers? Like these teams are based on this one sole player. These teams don't have histories like the Boston Celtics, like the Los Angeles Lakers. Even the Pistons have won NBA Finals without their all-time greats. Like, these teams cannot get over the shadow of their historic basketball figure, Michael Jordan and LeBron James. And that's through their unwillingness to give power to star coaches and star executives. Again, I think the Bulls have done a better job of trying to put a competitive basketball team on the court. But still, they've won zero titles without Michael Jordan. It's been a long time since Michael Jordan played basketball. Basketball And the Cleveland Cavaliers don't know what to do without LeBron James. I think they're in the same boat. Like, I think if you were going to make a team that resembles most like the Cleveland Cavaliers, I think it would be the Chicago Bulls. And these are two of the greatest basketball players of all, all time. So, yes, it should be almost near impossible to make up for the fact that they are no longer playing basketball for your teams. But still, it's kind of sad that these teams have not proven that they can win anything without those players. I think it also shows that you don't have to do a lot of work when it comes to having the best player on earth. Like they had Michael Jordan and LeBron James on their teams. Like having LeBron James on the Cleveland Cavaliers made it so easy for the Cavs. They were going to win 50 games and compete no matter what. In those last four years, they were going to the NBA Finals no matter what, just because of the presence of LeBron James. They 
clearly never planned ahead to what would happen if LeBron James left for the second time. And that's why, like it was the first time, it's been a disaster since LeBron James left the Cavs. It's like when Michael Jordan retired in 98. The Bulls never seem to have a plan of what to do without Michael Jordan. And just like that, the Cleveland Cavaliers have no idea what to do when LeBron James is not playing basketball for their team. To go back to that, I think the biggest mistake that these teams make when they don't have a star player is they try to make their coach or the executive the star. They try to give him vast amounts of money. Look at the Knicks with Phil Jackson. That was a mistake to get a a semi-retired guy to come out of retirement and to be a basketball executive for the first time. The Cleveland Cavaliers are like, ooh, who do we want to be our next head coach? Let's not get a young assistant NBA head coach. Let's get a guy who's coached in college his entire career a 67 year old in John Beeline and let's throw him into the flames. John Beeline is probably good when it comes to the X's and O's of basketball. He is not good at being the face of an NBA team. Phil Jackson is good at being a coach. He is not good at being an executive of the team. So I think when teams struggle without star players, they try to make their coach or the executive the star. And in both the Knicks situation and now the Cleveland Cavaliers situation, that clearly is never going to work out. I think the silliest thing of this all is that a 67-year-old took $12 million to coach a bad basketball team, and he says the reason he's leaving is because he couldn't take the losing for half a season. Half a season. I'm not faulting John Beeline, but that shows where his commitment level to this was all. He thought it was going to be easy. It's not. He wasn't fully committed to the idea. Dan Gilbert probably tried to beg him to come to the Cleveland Cavaliers, thus overpaying him to $12 million over four years. I mean, come on. What are we doing here? He was never fully committed to being a great NBA head coach. This is a situation where I blame both parties equally. John Beeline made a terrible mistake by making his first NBA coaching debut with the Cleveland Cavaliers. If he really wanted to make the jump to the NBA, he should have picked a good situation. Billy Donovan picked the Oklahoma City Thunder, who had Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. He knew he could ease into the NBA. And now Billy Donovan has done a pretty good job of coaching without those star players. John Beeline should have started with star players and then learned to coach in the NBA without them. Dan Gilbert and the Cavs, they knew long term this wasn't going to work. And that's what's so frustrating with the Cavaliers. They know they're just throwing money at the issue and that they think it's a short term fix. And it's like, oh, if it works out, we look like geniuses. If it doesn't, John Beeline is going to get all the blame. They are trying to go blameless in this situation and they are not blameless. Their biggest sin to me is to learn to not run a basketball team. They have been to five NBA finals and during their entire run with LeBron James, they have not learned to run a basketball organization at all. Yes, they have an NBA title to show for it, but the long-term stability of the Cleveland Cavaliers is going to continue to be in flux until they get another star player. That they probably don't deserve. The situation will probably fix itself when they keep getting top overall picks and one of them is probably going to land and be a pretty good 
good to great NBA player. But overall, the Cleveland Cavaliers, as constructed right now, don't deserve another chance because they continue to show that post-LeBron James, even the first time and the second time, they are a disaster. From the front office to the coaching hires, they have zero idea how to run an NBA franchise. The Knicks might be the biggest mess in basketball, but the second biggest one is definitely the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, that trade deadline for the Cavaliers says it all. Let's not get rid of the two guys that don't want to be here, and let's add a third guy who equally probably won't want to be here long term, just because it looks like we're trying to do a good job. Looks of it might look good adding Andre Drummond, but guess what? We all know in the end it won't work, and that's what frustrates me most about Dan Gilbert and the Cavaliers. I think they know most of their decisions they're making are not going to work. They are just trying to make a quick fix. It's clearly embarrassing what happened between John Beeline and the Cleveland Cavaliers, but I do know one thing. His life will probably be a lot better not being the head coach of the carousel that is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm your host, Kay McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, so please rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribe.